Are you looking for a new math curriculum? CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Favorably reviewed in Kathy Duffy's 102 Top Picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review, the lessons are short and concise to help your student break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. The lessons are taught the traditional way, not to a test. If you want to be Common Core aligned, then this is not for you. Each one of the video tutorials is taught by internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray, who is renowned for teaching math concepts in a simple, easy to understand way and in only a few minutes at a time. Using the multi-sensory approach, having the combination of effective graphics and animation synchronized with the voice of a friendly teacher together with a practical assessment, this three-pronged attack makes learning so much easier and more effective. Even students who struggled with math are getting fantastic results. And ones who were doing okay before are now doing brilliantly. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz with Vintage Homeschool Moms. I want to thank our sponsor, that is CTC Math. And you can find more information at ctcmath.com. Our sponsors keep us on the air and allow us to continue to bring you great information for free. So please check out our sponsor today. You can find more information on today's show notes. Visit VintageHomeschoolMoms.com and look for episode 367, How to Homeschool High School. And I have a special guest on the line that I'm going to bring in in just a minute. Um, what I want to share with you is our network is full of amazing podcasters. If you go to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, you will see many podcast links there. There are little buttons, and you can press on each one of those uh, for a show. I also want to invite you uh, to connect with us on Facebook. We have a great Facebook group, and um, we're all over social media, and we have an amazing Pinterest board as well. So I'll have those links on the show notes, and you can find the show notes at How to Homeschool High School, Episode 367. And my next guest is a podcaster on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, and she podcasts at the Homeschool High School Podcast. Welcome, Vicki Tillman. Thanks for having me on, Felice. It's been a while since we've chatted, so it's good to be here. It is. It is. I met Vicki at a bloggers conference some time ago, and yeah. I was so excited when I met you guys and thought, gosh, we need a high school podcast. And you guys have been 
going strong and doing great. So it's basically everything about high school. Um, but tell me a little bit about your um, your business, Vic. All right. So the Homeschool High School podcast is about everything homeschool high school. So we do practical transcript stuff and also more like how to encourage each other through the process and how to deal with teens. So a lot of mix of that whole process of getting adolescents and homeschooling out of the way. We also have sevensistershomeschool.com, and that is a group of six of us who have been homeschooling together. We got all of our kids all the way through high school in the homeschooling format. And we bonded together to share all the things we learned as Titus II moms, uh, mentoring the next generation of homeschool moms. So there's six of us, seven sisters. You want to know who the seventh sister is? Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The seventh sister is anybody who joins us. So, you know, if you come and visit the Homeschool High School podcast, you're our seventh sister. If you visit sevensistershomeschool.com, you're our seventh sister. If you check out the Facebook lives that our sister Sabrina does every week, you're one of our seventh sisters. So we have a big bunch of seventh sisters. Oh, it's wonderful. I think it is. And, yeah. and you guys are so helpful. And, you know, before we even got on on the air, um, Vicki and I were talking behind the scenes about, you know, how they are just superstars in our network and our community and how helpful they are just with, you know, promoting other shows and how wonderful it is, you know, to have uh, this group of women and men who are mm-hmm. podcasting in our homeschoolers. So, you know, I too homeschooled all the way through with the five kids, um, you know, through high school. My last two did some dual enrollment. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they went to college with some college credits under their belt. But we're going to, you know, share um, this whole month on Vintage Homeschool Moms. The topic is going to be everything high school. And so, you know, in this one in particular, I wanted to have you on, Vicki, because you know, there's a lot of people who will say, well, I'll homeschool when they're little because, you know, you can't mess that up or I'll homeschool, you know, middle school because I don't really want my kids around, you know, middle schoolers. Um, but high school is always one of those, Ugh, you know, I don't know if I can do it. And recently in the news, there's been um, an entire segment of uh, people who are now being told that if you do not um, vaccinate your children, they are no longer welcome in the school. So, we are finding that there is going to be a big influx of new homeschoolers, um, those who, uh, you, know, uh, you know, for whatever reason, decide not to vaccine and so, um, you know, not vaccinate. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions out there from people who maybe never even considered homeschooling their kids. So, I think the first is that you and I are here today talking about um, the fact that we are past homeschool moms. I call us graduated (laughs) homeschool moms. I always think that sounds great. And and we um, have successful, you know, young adults. In my case, I have two Mm -hmm. still in college. Um, And so, you know, it it worked for my family, Vicki. So share a little bit about your homeschool experience. So my five kids all graduated from homeschooling. So we went all the way through high school and we were very, very blessed because, you know, God in his mercy 
helped us fall into a group of homeschool families when we first moved from Florida up to the Delaware area. So we're right mm-hmm. in the corner of Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. So everybody's kind of spitting okay. distance from each other. And so we were able to, even in these early days, so we're talking like 30 years ago, um, where we could say, okay, there's no opportunities for our kids. We're going to make them. And there were enough of us moms that we would start co-ops or debate teams or cinematography teams and um, choirs. And so the the group of us moms who kept starting things together ended up co-oping and starting a an umbrella school that was registered with the state of Delaware so that the high schoolers could get a um, kind of a transcript approved by the state. And mm-hmm. uh, and that turned out then to be us seven sisters. Um, my kids loved homeschooling high school. It was their best homeschooling years yet because they were able to learn together in co-op settings with their friends, but also learn on their own in the ways that fit them. So I had kids that just wanted to take a subject and explore it on their own and write 40 page papers because one of my kids just liked doing that. Um, So they individualized their own high school experience to best fit them. And so for them, if you ask them, high school at home was their very best time in the homeschooling process. So now my, yeah, my oldest is a PhD in philosophy and uh, teaches at Stanford University's online high school. So they have this elite high school that's kind of their A-team for college. And then my second son has his PhD in um, rhetoric and he teaches at University of Maryland. My daughter is a professional photographer, got her bachelor's at Carson Newman University. And kid number four has his master's in education and is a middle school history teacher. And kid number five just graduated college with a bachelor's in music education and actually has a job teaching music at an elementary school nearby. So we're all excited. You know, we got, it worked, you know, homeschooling open doors and, you know, what the, what the universities have found in this early generation, especially my older kids, that homeschoolers know how to rock things. They know how to study, Mm -hmm. they know how to motivate themselves, and they actually often have better social skills than their traditionally schooled peers. So they often were campus leaders in organizations. No, I think that's so true. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing because, um, you know, at the time we started homeschooling, we didn't have all the evidence. Vicki, I started 33 mm-hmm. years ago, so you're 30. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. And so we didn't know, you know, is this going to mm-hmm. work? Is this something that, you know, is going to be long term? Will our kids be able to get into colleges? You know, what kind of transcripts? Mm-hmm. At the time I started, you could not even buy textbooks. You just had to be... Uh, school in order to purchase them so we had to get creative and that's when I started (laughs) creating unit studies and you know going into areas of my children's interest and so you know we had to you know maybe rely like you said more on each other Uh, we also had some amazing co-ops and interestingly I have the reverse story of of yours uh, that with the first two we did a lot of co-ops and um, a little bit in high school Mm-hmm. Part of the reason was my oldest two were pretty much older than other kids their age. 
or not uh, their age. Uh-huh. Their the, the kids their age they, were being put back into high school is what was yeah. happening. So yeah. there were uh-huh. younger kids that they did things with. My, my three younger, they were very involved in sports. And because mm. they were so involved, I think they had enough of other kids, you know, to yeah. the point that yeah. um, co-oping wasn't really something that was, uh, again, um, you know, something they, they wanted to participate in. So while they did yeah. a lot of co-oping, even in a younger in middle school, when we got to high school, um, they wanted to delve into things on their own. And that was my big thing with high school for us. And that was finding their passion. I talk a lot about that yeah. on my podcast. You know, mm-hmm. what are they really interested in? Because like you said, your mm-hmm. child did a 40-page report because, you know, he wanted to, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, so it was it was something he was interested in. It was a passion. So, well, you don't have to make kids do school if you, mm-hmm. you know, find something they're super interested in. Now, in high school, our concern as parents is, okay, what's the next step? Are they going to go into a college? And if so, we need to show some of those credits. So, you know, if Uh someone is tuning in and they just want to know, how do I get started? What would you say? All right. So my number one suggestion is start by joining Homeschool Legal Defense Association. So we always just call it HSLDA. And if you Google them, it'll take you right to their website. So for like less than $100 a year, you have legal coverage, but also they have all the information for state requirements and, uh, you know, applying for colleges and, um, and, you know, advisors on their staff. So we've been members, I'm not an affiliate, but I, I really believe in the work they do. Um, but right. we've been members since the, the when HSLDA first started, like decades ago. But what that has done is if we have questions, there is somebody that has some legal authority to answer them. And I love Mm -hmm. that they will have, okay, each state has different requirements for graduation and they have all that data there. So that's my, my first suggestion. My second suggestion is to write this down. There's not one right way to homeschool. (laughs) especially high school, there's not one right way. So for like Felice, each one of your kids were different. All five of my kids were different. Each family is different. And so we don't want to fall into, especially if you're just starting high school, thinking, oh my goodness, I have to be just like so-and-so. All you have to do is just do the best you can. (laughs) And so, you know, God will direct our paths as we roll our works over on him. I love it. And um, I'll have the links to HSLDA. They have a really cool map on their website that you can click on that, you know, um, logo of whatever state you're in, and then it will take you to the information you need, which is great. Um, You know, and and that's true with high school. um, I, my second oldest wanted to write uh, a novel and I said to her, you know, well, what do we know about writing novels? And she goes, Mom, we're homeschoolers. We can figure it out. <laughs> and she started when she was like 14, 15. I know. What do you say to that? Uh, I created this, this person, right? We can do anything. Yeah. We're homeschoolers. We'll just research yeah. it. And that was before the Internet was what it is today. And that's yeah. the amazing thing. Because this is uh, the novels were, I think, completed in like around the 2000s. So like 2001 uh. or two was the, uh-huh. we finished the third one. And then I always say she grew up 
um, fell in love, got married and had kids. So we had a whole like series of 10 we were going to write someday. We always laugh about it and say, we'll go back to writing it. She's on baby number eight. So I don't know that's happening yeah. anytime. <laughs> she, she's writing but, the, um, the book of childhood right, right now. Right. Yeah. She's a homeschool mommy. But the, the thing was with those novels, I didn't have to teach this intense language art. She was learning about mm-hmm. writing and editing and publishing and feedback from editors. She also mm-hmm. um, based this as an anthropological, you know, archaeology, paleontology, all the ologies were in there. Uh, and so that ended up being her minor in college um, was, uh, was um, archaeology because of uh-huh. this. So mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, it's amazing. You know, her, her major was communication. So a lot of times out of your homeschool experience, you're going to find that you know, you're going to be able to fit things in. The other thing I loved about homeschooling high school was I could decide what I wanted my children to read. So they read C.S. Yeah. Lewis and they read some yes. of you know, the, the you know, English uh, greats like, you know, Pride and Prejudice, but not Neil. He yeah. was, and, you know, but Chris, or Annie yeah. was just reading it. Um, she's my fourth just yeah. for fun, you know. And so, you know, there's so much that can be, be said with what you can create as a parent. But, of course, we are going to look at credits and say, okay, yeah. well, that's all very well and good, but where do I count this? Yeah. So that, that's a good segue. And in case people want to see in writing these things that we're talking about, if you go to sevensistershomeschool.com and search the term authoritative guide, we have these honking big posts on how to do all these things. So it's free information. It'll get you started well. But anyway, all right, so teens, what they need in high school is to have a transcript that records what they have done. So it doesn't matter in, in, you know, middle school, if mom keeps a portfolio, you know, just has a box full of their papers, you know, generally that's just fine. But in high school, they need to have a piece of paper that they graduate with that will follow them to college or even into the workforce. That um, as an advisor with our umbrella school, I've found that over the years, once in a while, you have employers ask, you know, 10 years later for your high school transcript. So I don't know why, but they do. Um, So you want this this official piece of paper where you record the credits. And so what what you want to do is to know that they have to graduate with certain credits. And by and large, they'll need uh, four language arts credits and somewhere between two and four maths, according to what their goals are and what the state wants. They'll need somewhere between two to four sciences and the same with social studies. They usually need a couple of world languages and then a phys ed, usually a health, and then usually a fine art. And again, every state varies. That's why we send you to HSLDA to look at their little map. Um, and that's a, that's a minimum. So for kids who are just going into the workforce, they can do a minimum, and that is fine. You know, God calls some kids to go into the trades or or into some kind of artisan work, and if that's their calling, they should do it, and they don't need to kill themselves doing super-duper academics in high school. The college-bound kids, especially if they're going after scholarships or going to a state or a more competitive college, they want to go to the high end of things and not go with, um, 
you know, just like bare bones courses, but build them up to honors level, give them some rigor and some power. And so they, you want to capture all that information on the transcript. So when they apply to colleges, they have this beautiful piece of paper that says, look at this awesome work that I have done in high school. You really want me to go to your college. So that's, um, that little piece of paper is awfully important. Right. So where and were then, we on the know, questions, please? <laughs> no, we are. We're, we're doing good. So, uh, you know, how, how do you plan for four years? So, you know, I have a sheet of paper that has, you know, each one, like it had 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th on one sheet of paper because I have to, like I have a calendar I look at. It has to be the entire calendar. I need to see the whole thing on one yeah. sheet of paper. And that's what I used with my kids. Um, and actually in, in September on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, if you are a member of our email group, you're going to get all of these forms for free each month. Um, uh-huh. uh, in 20, 2019, at least, um, this is my second year of creating printables and planners. I don't know that I'll continue in 2020. It's a lot of work, yeah. but they're usually 50 to 60 pages. And so, um, and I'm also going to have links to uh, Seven Sisters because uh, Vicki hasn't told you about all the curriculum they have. They have great curriculum as well as, um, you know, consulting. You can actually uh, pick up the phone and, and talk to Vicki and have her help you mm-hmm. if, if you uh, need that help. But, um, you know, the four years uh, of high school. So, you know, you need to look at this because you don't want to get to your senior year and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I forgot you know, half a credit yeah. in government or, you know, yeah. we didn't do PE. Yeah. So what are some things that you recommend? Yeah. So I, I highly recommend taking an overview of the four years and writing down with your team, like sit down and discuss it, what you want to have accomplished by the time they graduate. And so they, you know, knowing how many maths, if they're going to a competitive college, they need all four maths. So they'll need algebra one, two, geometry, um, that pre-calc, or if they're going into a STEM subject, they need the algebra in, in middle school and go for the higher maths and add statistics and all that. So they, you need an overall plan. Um, you want to think about literature. So do you want a free-for-all literature where the kids just randomly pick and you pick and you have a mixture of uh, different kinds of literature? Or do you want to focus on American Lit one year and British Lit one year and a whole year of C.S. Lewis or, you know, t- taking right. specific topics and lay that out together. Give it a discussion. Um, that you can do world literature. You can, co- you know, concentrate on yeah, um, poetry right. for a year. So there's there's not a one right way to to do that. Um, you do it according to your interests. Uh, histories. They will usually need an American and a world literature. I mean, history credit. They also right. usually need half a credit of civics and economics and then a mixture of whatever is your interest to get to their total number. So you kind of just make use police's spreadsheets, you know, to have a, a planner where you can look at things and you write that down. And then you bring it to God and say, I'm, I'm, I'm handing this over to you. I'm rolling this on you, God, because a mom's mind plans her way, but God will direct our paths. And we know that, you know, we come up with all kind of great ideas. And then sometimes he has something completely different that comes up two years from now that we didn't know. And so we have to hold those flexibly and adapt as, as we go there. So that's, that's a, great. Yeah, 
just sitting down and allowing yourself, not fearfully, but trusting God that he will give you the resources to do what's best for your teens, you know, and do it together with your teen and then hold that before the Lord. And then, then no, there's not one right way. You don't have to do this like your, your neighbors, you homeschool high school as God directs you. I, I, such good advice. I um, always say I had the next set of three kids after the, the two older ones so that, um, you know, I, God gave me a do over, you know, so yeah. I could redo <laughs> some of the things that I was like, Oh, wish yeah. we study this or wish. And yeah. when Christina and Neil were in high school, I gave them their entire plan and I handed it to them. And Christina was like, you know, Neil was like, yeah, it's fine. And Christina was uh, looking at it and said, um, she goes, mom, I have, you know, I'm, I'm objecting to some of these. You know what she objected yeah. to? I put, down, I put down tennis as a PE, and she detested yeah. tennis. I said, uh, Tina, I said, this is a, something you can play the rest of your life because I like tennis. I wasn't very good at yeah. it. And, um, and she's going, I want to play basketball. So that was her only critique. So I thought that was, you know, really funny that that was just the one thing that that popped out that she didn't want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, world history or world literature, that's where you can bring in a lot of, you know, really good mm-hmm. solid Christian books or foundational books mm-hmm. that you want your kids to read. And mm-hmm. um, you know, you can look at the list. There's lots of recommended lists. I've done a couple of podcasts with Meredith Curtis and We've um, talked about, you know, a list of books that, that are recommended, but you may look at that and decide, you know, that's not something we're interested in. And a lot of, of the so-called great, great literature that, you know, not what we would consider great, um, that's out there is really not acceptable um, for my family yeah. anyway. And so yeah. you're going to have to look at that. Um all right. That's, so that's how, yeah, we ended up with our curriculum there at Seven Sisters in the literature area because our teens were also opinionated about what they thought was ridiculous <laughs> and what they really loved. And so they ended up, their, their, you know, top choices ended up being our literature guides because we figured if it worked for our teens, it might help some other moms. So I'd have to go through that hundred book list. Right. And, and that's yeah. really important, especially if you're not sure about this, you know, we have a lot of yeah. years behind our, behind us. Yeah. And when, um, you know, even as an early homeschooler, and then I, like I said, I got to do the do over where then we had the, you know, plethora of information and books and all the things we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really, uh, because I came from not having access every second to the internet the kids were not allowed to just jump on and find mm-hmm. something, you know, they had mm-hmm. to do a little bit more research and, and mm-hmm. uh, books were a big part of it. And that, you know, brings us to curriculum. Curriculum can be overwhelming yeah. Uh, yeah. for parents. And, you know, I'm going to just jump in quickly and say, it's okay not to do a book if it turns out not yeah. to work for you, even if you've yeah. paid a lot of money for it. Um, because yeah. I remember going through books and saying, Oh my gosh, you know, I paid, you know, a ton for this and then saying, this is just not going to work. It's a repetition of what we studied the year before or, you know, um, you know, especially in the sciences um, with some of what was available at the beginning, I found that because Mm -hmm. my kids were Mm -hmm. so interested and we were studying, like, for example, birds, they took off with the birds. I was like, oh my God, I got to get out of the birds. But, 
So yeah. the next year when we started again, guess what it started with? The birds. <laughs> I'm like, okay, not going to work. So I just kind of went through and said, okay, we're going to go to geology. We're going to study, you know, rocks. And yeah. so, um, and so we, we, you know, did that until I was like, okay, we were going to really focus on some topics, especially in the younger years. Mm-hmm. So curriculum, what is, you know, some of those, um, you know, tips you give starting out homeschoolers? Yeah. Well, the the overall look at it is there are several different ways in high school to earn those credits. So one way is to use a textbook. Another way is to log hours of instruction. And uh, that can be anything from watching videos to going on field trips to doing projects and experiments. So that's a, you know, for a kid that's a real, you know, wants to have a whole credit in birds, you know, you can let them just log hours and run with that. Um, Another way is to send them off to college and let them do a one-semester class. So a three-credit college semester is a a one-credit high school um, credit. So things that you can't teach sometimes if the kid's ready for a college setting, they can do that. There's online courses, and each course um, program will assign the number of credits that they are giving and so that's, you know, basic overview. But to earn a credit using a textbook is often the very easiest way to do that because somebody's already figured out what you need to cover and when. And so they, there's different kinds of textbooks, the, the curriculum available. The one is just your basic hardback textbook, you know, like Apologia, Becca, Bob Jones, you know, the traditional Um, you know, textbooks that look like you used when you were in high school. And those are usually um, good, solid college prep material. And so they are a good place to start, especially for kids who are thinking college, or if you just have a kid who likes textbooks, because some kids just love them. So you you look at those. um, If you need more adaptable curriculum, so you want, uh, you know, some kind of a text, but you need the lesson shorter. So, um, you can go to uh, uh, Pearson Education, uh, has some shorter lesson textbooks so for more average kids, and that's um, the Pacemaker series. I think Houghton Mifflin has some shorter lesson ones. Or you can look at Seven Sisters Homeschool, which I keep shamelessly plugging, but it's because we've added no, these things with our kids for what their needs are. Right. So our, our curriculum is short lessons with additional material kids can work on and projects and readings that they can do if they want to level up to the the uh, rigorous honors level and so it's it's a very um targeted of you know an interest-based mm-hmm. how you build your honors there so the the basically as you look at with curriculum if you want to use a text uh you you look at if you can get hold of it what the layout of a text looks like and you sit down with your teen and say do you feel comfortable reading this because some texts are really print heavy and for kids who have dyslexia or get bored easy that's going to drive them crazy (laughs) and uh, and so you look for you know for those kids you want something that has bigger print and more photos and for a kid that just likes to read you know any textbook is going to do so that's um basically, if you can take a look at a text, you know, so if there's some in your homeschool group that you're part of that you can get your hands on, you know, your friends have got one, and just sit and look at it, that is a nice thing. 
And sometimes you can't, you just got to take a risk. Like the description looks like it's going to be a good fit and sometimes it works great. I know sometimes we have loved the textbooks that we have gotten and then sometimes we pass it on to somebody else. So like Lee says, it's okay right. to get rid of something that does not work. Yeah, because you don't want a frustrated child that's just, it's just not going to work. And the last question, because yeah. we are out of time, and that yeah. is how to decide whether to go to college, military, or trade school. Yeah, yeah, and you know, that's a, a number one thing to do is to pray, that you want mm -hmm. to have some basic idea, you know, and again, you know, we can plan our kids' ways, but God is going to direct their paths, and a lot of times in their generation, it's not one straight path. It's going to go different directions. But if you know you've got a college-bound kid, um, you, it's because they like academics and they're capable mm -hmm. of doing that. Some kids love working with their hands and they need to go into the trades and they're going to just burn things up in the trades. And some kids will tell you they want some structure and some competition and some guidance and that they'll fit, be good fits for military school. Always tell the, the kids to sit down and, and evaluate their what's important to them. So is important um, working in a field they love or is it more important to have the uh, a certain income and they don't care how they make it? So those, those value systems, um, not like Christian values, but, you know, the, the, the practical values, you know, income versus passion. Um, I need a nine to five job or I need an adventure job where I'm traveling. So you, you look at the different angles on that. Uh, there's, uh, Lisa, I'll send you a link to a, a series of questions that the teens can ask okay, to decide if they're leaning more toward trade or, or um, uh, college bound stuff. Wonderful, because I have one in, in every category. I've had so, yeah. let's see, three went to college. I have one in yeah. college currently who told us la uh, at Christmas time last year that he um, has signed up for Army ROTC, so he'd go in as an officer when he graduates. That's the plan yeah. right now. And uh -huh. then I have one that didn't go to trade school, but that who, um, for that. But Vicki, you are a blessing, and so are, are the six sisters, so... Uh, give them my love. You guys yeah. are not going to want to miss the homeschool high school podcast on our network, everything homeschooling. They are just a wealth of information. And also um, please visit Vicki's website. And that is um, go ahead and give them that URL again. Vicky. So it's seven, the number seven sisters, homeschool.com. And we've got so much free how-to information and some really curriculum that has been vetted by homeschool teens. Wonderful. Thanks again, Vicki. Take care and God Thanks. bless. Bye-bye. You too. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.